0: Welcome to Intranatter, the podcast from the Intranetism team. Today, we are with Luke, we're with Chris, and with Steve, and this is Jonathan, and we're going to talk a little bit more about intranet strategy. And Luke and I know so, so little about this, we thought we'd bring in a few experts to talk a little bit more in depth. Just a little bit of uh, background, team. Uh, on our Slack channel and the intranet is in Slack channel, there's been a whole heap of conversation about building a strategy. And I think there were some interesting ideas about, you know, can you borrow strategies from other people? And so we thought, let's get two people together. Let's have a good chat about how you go about doing this. So I guess my first question for maybe with you, Chris, first of all, to start off with, is how should someone start with building an intranet strategy?
1: Yeah, I, 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 I do like this idea. Uh, that um, you can maybe just, you know, copy and paste somebody else's. Uh, it, it, a strategy is a remarkably easy process. I, I, I would say that because I'd do it for a living. Um, but I mean, the, the, the basic way that you come to a, a, a strategic plan is pretty much to work out what you're doing, where you are, uh, and come up with a clever idea and what you're going to do about it. Uh, it's the same no matter whether you're creating an intranet or whether you're creating a content strategy or, or whether you're, I don't know, coming up with a plan for your, for your PTA. It's absolutely no difference. Um, there's a very good book uh, on creating strategy uh, by a guy called Richard Rummelt uh, called Good Strategy, Bad Strategy. Uh, and he comes up with this idea of, of, of the guiding policy. Well, what's the thing in the middle, what's the clever idea? What's the thing that's going to uh, to uh, be uh, new and different? What's going to make it um, What's going to make it particularly uh, incisive? Better than just letting things run their course. But to get there, you do need to do some what we call discovery. Um, you need to be able to collect together. A load of the stuff, the data that you need to be able to work out where you are uh, you need to then sort of move on and very critically understand uh how things are like this. we call it diagnosis uh, and this requires a a, a bit of self reflection to understand you know what, what what is it what are the patterns that maybe we're seeing, and what are the uh, what are the results of that? And that's something I think that um, internet practitioners often find very, very hard because they're so intimately and individually uh, related to their current situation. They find it very personal that they that uh, this is the situation that they are uh, that they find themselves in, and that they're, they're very closely related to the internet. Uh, and they find it very they find it very um, difficult to do that that layer of self reflection.
0: Mm. And and Chris, you talk about data. So so Steve, typically, what kind of data would an internet manager want to aggregate as part of that discovery phase, as part of the first step of of building out that strategy?
2: Well, um, a kind of discovery phase can be can be pretty extensive. To be honest, I know I can think of at least one uh, organization who 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 ran the discovery phase as a separate project in itself. And so you're really looking at a a range of a kind of analytical, uh, more anecdotal and sort of external data that you can kind of amass and then, as Chris said, go and uh, work out your work out your diagnosis. So just sort of off the top of my head, I kind of list the type of things you'd be looking at. Well obviously you would you'd want to look at how your intranet is currently performing the kind of current state. so you you sort you, gather some intranet metrics and analytics. You then also want to um, work out, you know, what your users are thinking or, or your users think of it. So you, you would perhaps run your an intranet survey. Um, you want to get the views of your stakeholders. You want to also see, you know, the bigger picture, look at the, the, your organizational strategy, gather some of the other strategies and roadmaps that are going on, your internal comms, your maybe your collaboration, your knowledge management. Uh, your HR etc and then uh, you've also kind of got the external world where you might want to look at what's happening uh, in the in the technology space you know what's your what's so many intranets are tied to what Microsoft are doing what's the office 365 roadmap what are the latest trends uh, with other intranets in terms of design that's where things like awards and the Nielsen Norman awards are, uh, are useful um, and you know you're you're taking that whole range of range of data, uh, crunching it, and then that's playing into um, forming your the, the kind of way looking for sort of different trends and, and coming up with a, as Chris said, your your eventually your kind of guiding policy and the basis for for how you go forward.
0: So that that's interesting, Steve, because I think a lot of folks when they're looking at an internet strategy tend to look much more internally tend to look at their own internal sources and i think what you're presenting there is a really interesting much more holistic picture about not just an internal reflection but some discovery around as you say what externals going on what awards have been out there just to get a flavor i suppose for a bigger wider picture than just the internal ones
2: i think so and you can't i mean realistically you know even though a strategy is independent of the technology you know What's happening in for example, with office three six five is gonna is going influence what you're what you're doing the other the other thing of course is sometimes an internet strategy or ideally it should be you know an independent um, piece of uh, of work that's not influenced by um, by everything else that's going on well it is influenced by everything else that's going on, but it should be kind of independent particularly of the technology but in reality you're you know you'll the perimeter of what you're doing might be quite heavily dictated by decisions made by your IT department so you're yeah you, know, you, you probably have to make define your strategy in the confines of, of those decisions as well so you need you need that 360 view
3: so is that is that the what's the right way to um, to kind of frame where your strategy is coming from should it should it be led by technology should it be wholly led by the business is it always a case of know a compromise between those those factors?
1: I I think it's very much a um, it needs to bring all of that in together I think if it's just if it's just solely a business thing it just ends up as a bit of a waffly you know vision uh, that is you know just tends to be a bit fantastical sometimes and and, uh, you know it perhaps doesn't have uh, all of the technological chops in that it needs. I think if it's just technologically driven, it we quite often see this, we have, hey, everybody, you're probably so glad we've just gone and bought Office 365 for you. You don't mind just migrating all of your content, do you? Um, and that, that just tends to be a bit isolated and a bit weird. It does need to be uh, a synthesis of of the two. And it also needs to obviously include, you know, what your your, your either your your business aims or your divisional aims, it needs to bring in each of those aspects um, to, to really make you know, any sense whatsoever. So,
0: so once we've got the, the discovery phase kind of wrapped up and in the round, where does somebody take it from there when they're building out their strategy? What's the next natural step, Chris, on this journey? Uh,
1: the, the next step we could talk about is diagnosis. And mm-hmm. I particularly like the, this concept of diagnosis. Uh, and the the way the way I like to explain it is if you go to a doctor with a sore throat and, you know, you know, say, R ah, and he goes, oh, you've got a sore throat. Um, well, that's absolutely useless. You don't want to just be told you've got a sore throat. You know that you want a little bit of um, investigation and explanation to be going on. Uh, you want to be able to say something like, oh, you've got a sore throat, you've got, you know streptococcal infection, and we're going to give you some antibiotics, and maybe you've been overdoing it, maybe get a bit, a bit more sleep. Um, so we want to do, we want to take all of that data that we've gathered together, uh, and we want to kind of quiz it and understand it. And it really becomes a, um, you know, a, and what I like to do with clients is really just, just lay down topics for discussion. Um, You know, why are, you know, for example, you know, it's, it's one thing to say we need new content management system, but it's another thing to ask, why is it that we always end up in a rubbish situation whenever we do content? What is it about us? What is it about the way that we view information that means everything always ends up out of date? That's a very, very different discussion that will ensue rather than saying, what is it that we need from content management system? And then you start talking about requirements, one's talking about how you're kind of engaging with that situation, but also taking into account of really you know, fundamental things about how you behave. Um, and it's about those discussions beginning to come through. Uh, and quite often in the discovery phase, you'll see a massive uh, split between what stakeholders think are important and what, you, what um, users, employees think. Is going to be important. So quite often you'll see, you know, stakeholders going, "Well, we've got to have this and we've got to have that, and it's got to be
3: fantastic,
1: and we need the latest cutting edge." And actually, what the users are crying out for is, you know, just a simple, um, an easy way to find the information that they need on a daily basis. That you know, the, the bells and whistles can come, but only after a situation of a sort of trust in the system has been uh, has been um, devised. So I, I think it's a, it's a, it's a good point to bring those sorts
2: of topics together for discussion sorry when you have when you have uh when you do some some diagnosis you can maybe come across amongst some things which are a little bit uncomfortable so i know in the past i've kind of reflected back on what i've been doing when i've been trying to develop a strategy going forward and then you actually realize perhaps well you haven't you haven't managed it that well or you know and or or perhaps the the path you want to go in in because you you're desperate for that new content management system isn't necessarily what the what your stakeholders or your your users need Um, and i think that can be quite tricky so i don't know don't know if the intranetizens have, have been in that position before where you felt slightly conflicted between what your users want and what you personally think is the best way forward
0: Uh, this is Jonathan here and and I would say Steve that happened on a regular basis when you're constantly fighting the battle there's a good friction I suppose between what the business needs and what users need and by business I mean uh, senior leaders so I think that diagnostic phase can lead to quite a lot of um, uncomfortable conversations a lot of home truths I suppose come out of that Um, I know the next phase is the guiding policy so Chris tell us a little bit more about what's entailed there
1: yeah, absolutely. The, the the guiding policy is is the the I, if you like the clever idea at the middle of your your strategy. Um, and we're not there just to satisfy people's you know or stakeholders' needs or satisfy users' needs. We're there to hopefully come up with something clever. Um, we we're, we're there hopefully to come up with something which will be. Um, uh, an interesting solution to the difficult problems that we found so the guided, guiding policy is just a way okay. of of explaining uh, what those steps will be, the approaches that we will take, uh, and the you know maybe you want to associate it with kind of if you like a, a short rationale. Um, so so here's here's a good example that we've we've used in the training course that we're going to do. Um, we're going to help the organisation be more efficient by providing ways that people can use the internet to work together more effectively. This is because we found that people only had email as a way of working together online and had started to use secure. External solutions. So we, we've got an idea there of of, uh, of of what we're going to do. We haven't really described. Um, we haven't really described anything. Uh, that unusual, we haven't really described what tools we're going to use. Um, and, but we have we've basically said why and why it's going to be important and the reasons put we put behind it. Um, here's the bad example that we use in the training course. We're going to do social with Slack, and this will fix our culture. This is because the CEO wants it. Um, and, uh, you know, it, 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 what we got there, how can we unpack that? We've got exactly the tactic we're going to use. We've got exactly the the technology that we're going to use, we've got an uh, unreasonable expectation that we're going to be able to do, do you know, wave a magic wand and everybody's going to turn into this sort of, you know, uh, amazingly working out loud sort of uh, individuals. Uh, and then, you know, we've got a terrible, terrible rationale. Um, so, so we maybe want three or four of these, which kind of describe our overall approach to the solutions that we found. It doesn't have to be everything it doesn't need to mention much it's just a it's an overall uh, approach to the parts of the uh, strategy and the projects which are going to come out of it and everything needs to be within those values
3: so is this the bit where where people can maybe copy parts of other people's strategies there's got to be Uh, A a set list of of ways that you can approach problems with intranets. And and you've done the bit that's unique to your organisation. You've gone out there, you've found out what everybody thinks, you've identified what the problems are. Is this a kind of a copy and paste exercise or is this something where people can get really creative?
1: Uh, I think the next stage is where we can maybe learn or share from each other, um, which is um, direction. I think guiding policy is very specific to a situation uh, and um, it's something that you might want to be very, very detailed about. This is where it's worth writing, you know, a few thousand words to explain what you're doing. That's not something you could possibly explain to your mum or explain to your boss. You need a way of making that more uh, accessible, a way of branding it, a way of of focusing on uh, exactly what you're going to do.
2: And we call that direction. If you take the uh, guiding policy, I think from one organization and then sort of drop it into another, you'll, you you suddenly lose that context. So, you know, you can, you can go on online and find some great um, presentations that people have done at conferences and and case studies from awards, et cetera, where there's some great sort of guiding policies or, or things which are, Half guiding policy, half mission statements. But once you take that into your own organisation, what do they actually mean, I think you're you're in danger then of of um, presenting something that ends up being so woolly and generic that it's that it's not actually going to mean much. So I think the the guiding policy really has to have some some meat behind it to uh, deliver a deliver a strategy that's going to end up delivering a successful intranet. Um, And I'd say the copy and paste
1: attitude towards strategy is probably just born out of the fact that within intranets, we tend to only do it when we want a lot of money. Uh, So it tends to be seen as a form you need to fill in. It's a chore that you need to go through. It's not a skill that you necessarily practice on a regular basis. Uh, We're often talking about how you know, the, the loop that you go through to get strategy doesn't need to be six months. If, you, if you've just landed in a, an organization and you don't know what's going on and you're, say, the interim intranet manager, you know, you might want to go through this loop in a week to work out what you need to do to maybe get to the next loop, which you might take three months over. Um, it, it's, it's strange that we've got this way that, well, can I copy your homework? Um, um, You know, it, it just doesn't work like that. You've got completely different organizations. You've got, you know, completely different people, completely different circumstances. I don't think I could go into, say, two airlines and copy and paste their... Uh, strategy. I don't think I could go into two financial services organisations and copy and paste their strategy. Because not a lot of the strategy is much about the technology. M- most of the strategy is about the people, the
2: circumstances and where they find themselves now. Uh, I think one of the, also one of the problems is that people, they don't actually go into large internet implementations, particularly when they're IT led with a with an actual strategy so we we ran our first uh, training day in last year in london uh, we had 10 or 11 organizations there um all of who virtually all of whom had started their um their project so some of them were well into it and none of them had actually got a strategy so they were all already retrofitting a, an intranet strategy into a into a i.t project that was all that was already half complete, which is which is kind of missing the point, really. And I think that goes back to this idea that often strategy is only developed to um, to then stimulate a business case to then do a new platform. But actually, you know, you can have a strategy um, that's always always current. And that's particularly, you know, plays into that mindset of where actually improvements might be a, more around the content management process or improving what you've already got or exploiting what you've already got rather than just, you know, uh, build buying a, a new bit of tech to deliver all the deliver all the the answers to the to your to your problems. All all relates back to not having a strategy.
3: That's a uh, that the story you tell there's a, a reality for a lot of organizations though, isn't it? The, the the IT director who's wandered into the room has a friend who works at XYZ technology company or used to come from somewhere where they had such and such a thing and is demanding that um, we introduce the same thing here and and go away and do it. Um, It's very normal.
1: I I always think about it. It's in the it's you know, it's the back of the um, back of the in-flight magazine. You know, I can imagine them just sort of tumbling out of this plane say, oh, I think we probably need this. And um, we, we 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 talk about what we call the Spark I always ask, well, what's the reason that you are uh, interested in strategy now? You know, and they, generally it will come down to the fact that someone said, oh, I think we should have, you know, Slack and, or whatever. Um, I hear chatbots are in, you know, let, let's, let's do chatbots. Uh, but these are, you know, these, these, these sparks are only bright because everywhere else is so dim. If you haven't got a strategy, you find it very difficult to fend off these ridiculous requests, Uh, if you've got the perspective and control of having a strategy in place, it's very easy to kind of go, um, well, you know, that's nice, but we found X or that's nice, but we're, we're currently concentrating
0: on Y. You've been listening to Jonathan Luke for Intranatter, the podcast from the Intranetism team, joined today by Chris Tubb and Steve Bingall talking about intranet strategy. This is one of a two-parter. The second episode of this will follow shortly. Thanks as ever to the Hackney Colliery Band for the music.